welcome to this episode of CFA Institute's Take 15 video series. My name is Matthew Orsog. I'm Director of Capital Markets Policy at the CFA Institute. This morning, we're very lucky to have Michelle Clayman, who is a Chartered Financial Analyst, and I learned this morning was responsible for writing some of the equity curriculum in the late 80s, uh, late 80s early 90s, so I can't blame her for that because I took my exam much later than that. Uh, but she is currently uh, the founder, managing partner, and chief investment officer of New Amsterdam Partners uh, here in New York City, which is an institutional money manager. Uh, thank you for joining us, Michelle. Oh, my pleasure to be here. Today we're going to talk about, we agreed to talk about uh, ESG issues, mm -hmm. uh, environmental, social, and governance issues in the investment process. Uh, I guess just start off, how does your firm incorporate ESG issues uh, into the investment process and what is your process? Sure. Um, so our firm um, manages ESG portfolios as well as unconstrained portfolios. And at this point, about 30% of my business uh, are from clients who are interested in having their portfolios managed looking at ESG factors. Uh, so our process uh, has a quantitative front end and then a fundamental back end. Uh, so the quant front end uses a valuation model to come up with what look like interesting securities. And then in the fundamental part of the process, we take a deeper dive into those names and we're doing some very traditional analytical things such as um, looking at accounting policies, uh, verifying the valuations uh, that come out of our quant model and so on. Um, so. One of the things that we have now done for several years is that we've incorporated ESG analysis when looking at every company, whether it's going into an ESG portfolio or whether it's going into an unconstrained portfolio. I see. So across the board. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of uh, ESG data out there, much more now than there was five, ten years ago. Can you speak a little about, I guess, a lot of the work you do is probably in-house, but the data providers and ESG information that's out there, the information that companies are providing. Can you give us a taste of how things were, how things are, and, and, and where they're going as far as the ESG information out there? Well, there's a lot more than there used to be. Uh, there, for the last 20, 30 years, there have been some ESG data providers, uh, some commercial companies, uh, but there have been more of them, and they're more readily accessible, for instance, Nowadays, on the terminals through which most of us access other market data, we can also get ESG information. And uh, the state of databases has improved, so it's much easier to um, screen and sort and find that uh, data. Uh, and then on the company side, uh, things have improved a great deal. Um, so uh, these days, uh, I don't want to be too cynical, but if a company is doing anything positive, it's going to be on the company website. And uh, there'll be a corporate sustainability tab, um, and many companies at the urging of shareholders are doing corporate sustainability reporting. Uh, on the negative side, the negative information has always been in the regulatory filings, assuming that companies um, you know, haven't been totally awful and just buried it. Uh, and even these days, uh, the chances are that the place that you'll find the negative information is within the company filings. 
I guess we don't have to name any names, but can you give me an example of where you've seen or your team has seen ESG data, environmental, social, governance, non-financial data uh, that's come up that may have changed your outlook on a stock or uncovered something that you didn't see from the financial data? Sure. Um, so what's interesting is in the old days, ESG often used to be called SRI, socially responsible um, investing, and it used to be about screening out the doers of evil. Uh, and uh, still, uh, one can look at ESG factors as providing risk to a company, but you can also see ESG as providing um, an insight into future growth opportunities for a firm. So let me give you an example of each. Um, so on the negative side, we were looking at a mid-cap uh, chemicals company, and for a chemicals company, it actually had a number of pretty um, progressive policies, and it was rated by some of the ESG firms pretty highly, especially compared to peers. Mm -hmm. However, as we did a deeper dive into the company filings, we found that uh, there was still a fair amount of asbestos risk. Uh, and um, the company, as many companies do, minimized it. But as we looked at it, we figured, well, um, if the worst outcome happened on that asbestos risk, it would have a major impact on the company's financials. So therefore, we took a pass on it. Mm -hmm. Now, the flip side is, let me take an industrial machinery company, um, and it's a large cap name, and there it's a company that makes diesel engines which are extremely energy efficient and are low emissions. Mm -hmm. uh, so given uh, the increasing concern about ESG uh, issues around the world, um, th those engines have done particularly well, and the company has a competitive advantage. Uh, so to us, that was going to be an increment to the consensus growth rate that was out there. One of the things I hear, I've heard at conferences and speaking to other people about ESG, is that they use ESG factors or ESG analysis as a proxy for quality management, uh, which gets us into the question that everyone asks about ESG is, is there returns, is there alpha in ESG investing? And so that's the, I guess that's the last question we want to get to is the whole argument of is there alpha in ESG investing? Uh, will ESG portfolios underperform? What have you found in your, in your analysis and in, in your practice? Sure. Um, well, first, let me take issue with the first statement that you make, that I don't think you can naively say that ESG practices equal quality, because mm -hmm. one of the things you have to be very concerned about is greenwashing. Uh, people prancing around saying, oh, I'm green, I'm green, when actually there are some not s such wonderful policies going on. Right. They have to walk the walk as well as talk the talk. Right. And uh, But to your issue, um, my colleague Indrani Day and I published a paper last year uh, where we looked at the impact on, of the ESG factors on both company financial metrics and stock price returns. Um, and what we found was that uh, contrary to some of the traditional literature that um, ESG factors 
um, certainly had a very positive effect on company financial metrics and in some cases had a very positive effect on stock price returns. Mm -hmm. So we found that companies with good ESG practices had higher returns on equity. We also found that uh, companies with good corporate governance practices had stock price outperformance in the one to three year period. The other factors also had an impact, especially environment, but there the stock price impact took more like five years. I remember seeing that paper. It's actually on our website and anyone can look up Michelle's name and, and you can read that paper. Well, thank you very much uh, for coming and talking about mm -hmm. ESG issues, Michelle. Uh, and thank you for joining us uh, in this Take 15 series. We hope to see you again soon. Copyright 2011, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.